Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. Today we have a very special guest, a new friend of mine that I'm coming to love. At least I love his cooking, if nothing else, but the more I get to know him, Lou Remillard, who is the co-founder and owner of Crepe Expectations, together with his wife, is turning a lot of heads in the restaurant industry, has won a lot of awards, received a lot of recognition and uh, he's here today to share his story, uh, both of success and of triumph, overcoming some challenges in his life. I think it's any small business uh, entrepreneur or business owner will tell you it wasn't an easy path getting to where they are. And Lou, your story is no exception. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. That's, uh, that's the truth. It is a story. I find that we all have them. <laughs> yes, we do. You know, we're... Uh, we're pleased to have you on our show today. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us. We have a uh, we have an hour ahead of us here to uh, get to know you a little bit and uh, hear a little bit about your uh, your business and why it's turning so many heads. I mean, we all love crepes. I think if you don't love crepes, you're probably going to hell. I'm sure <laughs> something wrong with you if you don't love crepes. But but you're doing some things different in the business world and. Um, and just in the restaurant world. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Most of our listeners are small business owners or uh, aspiring entrepreneurs. And our show, as you know, is called Finding Certainty. And that's a hard thing to find when you're in business for yourself. The, the failure rate of businesses is enormous. Uh, I think it's, you know, it, I mean, what, less than 10% that lasts more than 10 years. And so, and you've been around for how many years now? How long have you been in business with your business crepe expectations? We are now working on 13 years, I believe. It's uh, It's been quite a ride, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you beat the odds and beat those ratios for sure. So I came across you kind of on accident. A friend of mine and I were looking for a place to eat. Uh, we happen to be right there in the area. I'm fairly new to Las Vegas. Only uh, lived in Henderson now for about a year and a half. We re relocated here from San Diego. And he was staying at a friend's house over off of Eastern Avenue that's right nearby you. And I, saw, I just Googled to see what was nearby. And I saw Crepe Expectations. And I, I loved your name, by the way. It's great. Uh, obviously, it's a takeoff of uh, a book. classic book, right? Great Expectations. And, um, and yet... I'm also a crepe fan, and so I proposed it to him. He was he was open to the idea, we, and we met there for lunch. I have been back, I don't know how many times since then. <laughs> well, everyone that tends about, to happen here. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I know you have a lot of repeat business, but before we get into the business and how it's how you've gotten into where you are and, and what sets you apart, because I know there's certain things you've done and are doing, let's talk a little bit about you and about your story. So... Tell us where you're from and maybe a little bit about your family, if you don't mind, and kind of how you, where you grew up. Oh, that's a, that's a great way to start this. Uh, my name is Lou Remillard. I, uh, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, actually just a little bit outside Atlanta in a place called Conyers. And uh, 
been out in Las Vegas, I think, uh, 18 years now. I had been an executive chef uh, since I was in my early 20s. And uh, I was uh, in a lot of pain living in the South. Uh, I have arthritis in my hands, knees, elbows, and hips. And uh, the humidity was really, well, it was punishing me. And uh, I found myself uh, just, just in misery all the time. And uh, by recommendation of the doctors, they said, get out of the humidity. And, and uh, I thought, what better, what better place, really, for two professional chefs than Las Vegas, Nevada? There's Absolutely. A, there's a restaurant here every 15 feet, you know. So oh, and some fantastic restaurants, right? Yeah, some, of the be- some of the best restaurants in the world here in Las Vegas. I have been wonderfully, wonderfully blessed to be amongst them, uh, you know, with that, we opened this crepe shop uh, 2011. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 2011. And uh, it's it's gone great guns since then. Uh, I spent most of my life chasing a dollar. And, and that's apparently where a lot of this story starts is that uh, as a young man, I was taught quite a bit that uh, you're your paycheck was uh, equivalent to, to your value. Who you are, to your value, to your to your uh, contribution to society, and that you know, it's uh, it was all about finding the dollar. It's no matter what it took, it was 85, 90 hours a week working for somebody else. No matter what it was, it was always spent chasing the dollar, and. Uh, Boy, does that lead you into some interesting places. Uh, what I think is what you're getting at is I am a recovering alcoholic and gambling addict and uh, have been in recovery now for 40, 48 months and eight days. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that That is really where the story begins. Uh, about less than five years ago, I found myself deep in addiction. And uh, many times in this industry, uh, small business, especially restaurateurs, find that an escape from, from the stress of the job, it's a high stress, high, high volume, high energy, really high pressure. quick, pre- just astronomical amounts of pressure. Right. And with that, I found myself uh, escaping from from the pressures and from the, the 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 frustrations of work into the the solitude of gambling and drinking. Now, for twenty five or so years, I drank about a liter of whiskey a day, and. Uh, was a functioning alcoholic, but an alcoholic nonetheless. And, and with it, I, I was equating my personal success with that of the business. And as anybody in this industry knows, there are ups and downs with, with business. And finding those days where I equated myself, my personal my personal well-being with the success and failures of the business, those failures be a little 
or being insignificant at the time, I didn't comprehend the insignificance of them. Like I found myself running into, into the bottle and into the bet for, for the escape of not having to deal with it at that moment. And isn't that a common dilemma for addicts? And we've all dealt with addictions of various kinds, some more serious than others, but isn't it so often an escape? It's escape from the pressure, stress, the worry, the overwhelm, right? The overwhelming feeling. The, the, yeah. And so many times I've found myself making a mountain out of a molehill, out of something that truly could have been handled so, so quickly and so decisively. Mm-hmm. In addiction, it, it was work. And it just was the compounding stress. And with that, the hamster wheel of success and failures were were ongoing. Isn't it it true that um, it's a slippery slope too, right? Anyone who's been down that addiction pathway, you don't become a child predator overnight, right? Mm -hmm. It starts with that first playboy that you looked at when you were eight years old. It, it, hey, you don't become any, an any, any kind of addiction. Yeah, I wasn't born an alcoholic. I'm I'm the one, and ultimately, this is joining a twelve step program, which is what I did, <laughs> and learning how to accept the fact that I am not my business. Separating and compartmentalizing my business and entrepreneurial life to my personal and mental and, and physical well-being, there, there was such a, a correlation of the dramatic rises and dramatic falls that there was never any, any kind of balance. Right. And the balance is, yeah, the, the balance is what makes what I deemed then as unmanageable makes it manageable today is finding that even, okay, somebody not showing up to work mm-hmm. back then could have just been an end-all, be-all, ruin my moment, ruin two hours, ruin an entire day, affect everyone around me, ruin their days. And ultimately, my negative attitude would come out in a negative result at work. Mm-hmm. And again, I just compounded that issue into something much greater than it really was. It was somebody that was sick. They yeah. just couldn't come to work. Right. Stuff happens, right? And that's the thing is that when, when you're in an addiction, it's all about me and finding myself on the other side of this and now having a bit of a, a, bit of a clear glass to look through per se. I can see the fact that most of the problems that I that I I deemed as problems, they they they, they really were quite easily handled, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that that was a real big leap forward in my development as an entrepreneur is separating myself because my personal life truly isn't. My business. Now, my business is is part of it. Don't 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 ever think that it is a gigantic part of me, because it is a dream that I chase. It is something that I have wanted to do my entire life. 
Mm-hmm. But it's also something that if I'm not careful can become an ego trip for me. And again, that leads me down to a dark path where I look for the positive in things today. And if I can keep myself in that positive energy and that positive light, the more I give that away, the more it just comes back to me by simple law of attraction. hundred percent. Let me interject because I, you know, in my experience, I've found that there's three things we can do to, to, Avoid the high swings, you know, the high peaks and low valleys. Number one, I heard a great quote years ago that said the level of our frustration is equal to the distance between our expectations and reality. <laughs> and our expectations are way up here, reality is way down here, then we're we're probably gonna be very frustrated when that employee doesn't show up. But if you know that's you know, people get sick, you expect that to happen occasionally, it's more water off a duck's back. The second principle is that. Our thoughts dictate our feelings. Whatever we're telling ourselves dictates how we feel. And usually the negative thoughts are distorted. You know, we lose our job and we think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be homeless. You know, I'm, I'm never going to get another job again. That's probably not true, right? But we tell ourselves those things and we feel those feelings. You know, and then as you're talking about, you know, the, uh, the light and keeping equilibrium in your life, I think the third principle is that Light and dark cannot exist in the same place, right? You flip on a light switch in a dark room and the, the darkness vanishes. And so it's not, a, it's not enough. And I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but it's not enough to stop drinking. It's not enough to stop gambling. You have to replace it with something positive. You have to fill your life with those positive influences, those positive effects, you know, the, the, uh, the light, as you called it. I think it's a great analogy it's it's, it's an, addiction. an amazing part of this is that in addiction, I spent so much time looking for the light. Everyone talked about it at the end of the tunnel, the way out. Mm-hmm. It's not that I didn't know that I I was in addiction. It was that I I couldn't get out. Right. Where do you start? And, right. How do you get and, there? And that's the thing. You, that, you might even you might have even been able to see the light, but you can't touch it. You can't reach it. You know, it's at the end of that tunnel. You're not sure if it's a where, coming at you or an opening, right? That's where the principles that you were just talking about, that last one you're talking about, that principle behind where it is you were leading is faith. The belief and dumb blind following to know that. It is going to work itself out. It's going to happen exactly the way it's going to. Ultimately, it's the control thing. And you talked about expectations. Expectations, by definition, are control. Control in, in a form of, I expect you to do this. And if you do not, I get upset or angry, have those emotions because you're not doing what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. That's control. I've, I've now come to a, a, a crossroads in, in the business is to where, okay, if control gets me into trouble, I got to have a little faith. Now, faith doesn't have to be spiritual faith. It can be personal. It can be faith in other people. It can be faith in, in anything not, and everything. I, mean, I have faith when I turn the key on my truck, it's going to turn off. Right. So with that, I'm trying to have more faith in my employees that, okay, this is the way I do it. 
But if you got a better way for you to do it, and this is where it gets tricky, just because I own it does not mean that my way is perfect for everyone else. Right. That was a big thing to accept into life. A big well, thing. To your point, you know, there's this juxtaposition between control and faith, and you have to find a a balance between the two because you can't that equilibrium. You don't, yes. you don't do a hundred percent blind faith and give up all control. Your business would probably not go like hey. it, you wanted it to. You can't give up total control, or you can't have uh, you know total control and no faith because then you're a micromanager and your people aren't going to be happy and so forth and so on. So it's finding that balance, which I think is so key. And I think there's another piece that, and I see this in your restaurant when we're there, your employees are empowered. I mean, they're excited to be there. They are. I know you've had several there for several years, but I think it's because you put them first in many respects. And I think it's a key to accomplishing anything, but including overcoming an addiction is you start to look outward and you focus more on others than yourself. As you said, most most addicts are very selfish. They're focused on their needs, their wants, their, 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 their pain even, right? But if you can focus outward, I always say, if you're having a bad day or you're feeling down or depressed, the best thing you can do is serve someone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 100. I I agree with that 100%. The way I get out of the serious six inches or the serious six inches that I find to be the six inches between my ears, mm-hmm. if to get out of myself, the easiest way to do that is to offer service or help someone else. Right. It's be, be overcome a, ego too. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's the thing is that it's a, it's a practice. It's an ongoing thing. So we, uh, we're up against our first break. I'm always, I always comment on how quickly the hour passes by. I mean, we could talk for five hours probably and still not get to it all, but, but we're having a great conversation with Lou Remillard. He's the owner of Crepe Expectations here in Las Vegas. We're going to go to a quick break and then come back and talk a little bit about your business. I mean, you've received some recognition that's impressive. Your your business is growing and you're doing things. We've started touching a little bit on some of the things you're doing that make such a difference in your, in your company. But uh, we'll be right back, whoever it is out there who's listening and having, and we'll get into a little bit more detail here with Lou on what is working and why it's working so well. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. 
Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Class. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Thanks for being with us here on Finding Certainty. We're having a lively conversation with Mr. Lou Remillard. And your wife's name is Jen, is that right? Jen, Jennifer, yes, sir. She is your partner in the business, and you're, uh, you're probably your better half, as most husbands would be, would be uh, you know, smart to say. Is that a true? I'm sure that's a true statement in your case. She and I have been through a lot. As a matter of fact, the, the truth of the matter is, is that we got divorced years ago when I was in addiction at the end of it there. And uh, she's more my wife today than, than she has ever been. Uh, the piece of paper didn't seem to, didn't seem to change that much. It's uh, the true change and the true relationship started when I started putting my family first. Absolutely. Put the bottle down. Isn't that interesting when we start to realize uh, you know you knew you had an addiction you knew you were struggling with these challenges as as most addicts do i think or many at least and yet once you start to look outward and you start to realize the impact you're having and and i think the the cost of the addiction and and you, you truly want to change there's a lot of people out there who are dealing with addictions and they want to change it's when to, we don't find know where to start. Value. Uh, I, you know, I find that, you know, I've worked with many people in 12-step in programs and, and, and fully involved in one, actually, right this moment. And, and with that, it's, it, oh, yes, sir, I'm a, I'm a card-carrying member, let's say. And, <laughs> and I, I don't, uh, well, I don't half-ass this. This is something that is really, really important to me. Uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it and, and how I got to it. But the truth is, is that the program has always been there. The help has always been there. Mm-hmm. I had to personally find more value in getting help and asking for it than I found in the escape. And, and that's the biggest thing 
in, in any 12-step program, in any recovery program, in any addiction, is, is acceptance. I literally have it tattooed across my wrist. It, the acceptance of the fact that, A, I made some mistakes, but more acceptance of the fact that I'm willing to leave them behind and, and work on now. You know, right. there, we can't live in the past if we keep wallowing and beating ourselves up about simple and, and dumb mistakes we made in the past. We're never going to take the steps forward for growth. Absolutely know? right. And you, you were talking about the business itself. Well, the business is, is just like me. It's an ongoing development. It's not something that I just started and bam, it was huge. It, it, it didn't start like that. You know, 12 yeah. years ago, it, it started off as 1,450 square feet, 25 seats. You know, the dream was, was to do 450 and gross sales and to make a little bit of money and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's a crate shop that's open six hours a day, Monday through Friday, and seven hours a day on Saturday and Sunday. And most people see a flaw in that business model, especially being in Las Vegas, Nevada, because it's a 24-hour town. Why, mm-hmm. would, you, why would you close at 3 o'clock? And, and the truth is, is that this leads into what I was just talking about. It, it comes into the, the fact of putting my family and myself in front of chasing that dollar that I was talking about. Right. You know, we open at 9 a.m. Monday through Friday because my son goes to school at 8.30 in the morning. I got to drop him off. I got to tell him to have a great day. And I come back and I open my business with that at three o'clock. And I'm the guy that no matter what, if you've been there 10 minutes or you've been there three hours at three o'clock, I'm going to ask you to leave my business because (laughs) my son gets out of school at three 30. Right. And I pick him up and ask him how his day went. Now, Before that, I made reference to working 90 and 100 hours a week. I didn't make any more money then than I do now. And and today, the quality of life, because I've decided to put the family first, it's an amazing thing. I I spent so long chasing the dollar, and as soon as I stopped, you made more. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that interesting how that works? It's it's amazing. It's I want to inter- I want to interject something if I may because you you talked about faith in the process, right? And I I did a, a monologue a few weeks back. I had my guest who had to cancel at the very last minute. I had some technical difficulties, and so I ended up just talking for the whole hour about how we find certainty in our life. The first thing I talked about is we have to believe that it can be achieved, right? We go that- in with. It's not even faith to start out. It's just hope. Right? And then, but, and then it grows to faith and then belief. Isn't that second. symbiotic though? You have exa- to have You're exactly hope. right. And what's interesting is, yeah, what's interesting is that this is, an, this is a, a universal principle. I know if you're spiritual, call it an eternal principle. It applies in everything we do, whether it's a business, a marriage, parenting our children, et cetera, et cetera. We have to believe 
that we can do it first, at least believe that it's possible. If, if somebody can do it, if somebody's done it, then maybe I can too. And we start and, and that, that faith that's a great, reach, right? It's just a great just way to see that. Started. And a, a great way to lead into the this is, is the fact that what you're talking about is seeing it. Now, I'm pretty stubborn. I'm a compulsive. I, like I said, I'm a recovering addict. And, and with it, I'm, I'm a bit of a workaholic. But I'm learning that with, excuse me, with, with faith is not only the belief in anything external, but it has to come from inside. I have to believe in myself that that light we were talking about, chasing and looking and searching for so long, when, when I actually got still and got quiet, and instead of talking, started listening, I learned that that light isn't out there for me to find. It's inside of me. Absolutely. With that, that's where the power comes. The power comes from our own light. Now, if I want to keep it, any program has ever taught me that I have to give it away. Because, again, by the simple law of attraction, you give away, you're going to get back the same thing. If you give away the negative, you're going to get back the negative. If you give away the positive, it's going to come back to you. You well, asked you about the business and how it was or how it's growing. That comes from exactly what I'm talking about. I, it I comes from the top. It, you walk into my restaurant any day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, sir. You will see me there. I usually don't leave until the afternoon. And usually not until like two, I try to get out that last little hour. And instead of do that micromanage thing that you were talking about, let them do their job. Yeah. Don't stand over and hover and say, you got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. I don't learn anything personally. I don't learn anything by somebody saying, you have to do this. I learn by seeing it, what you were just talking about. It's the visualization. I see in somebody something that I covet or I want or I desire or I admire. And, and I want to know how they got that. Now, asking for help and being told what to do are two very different things it's in life and in parenting and in business. I try them today to not point and say, you have to do it this way. You have to do this. If I go out and do it, and they see me do it, they inherently, and you've seen it personally, they inherently come behind me and do exactly that. Now, they I've do. never had to ask them to do it. Right. Not only do they do it, and they do it well, and you don't have to hold their hand, but they feel more empowered and more valued and more appreciated than they would have otherwise. Now, you made it's a point a minute ago about using your ears versus your mouth and listening more and talking more. In my monologue three weeks ago about finding certainty, I talked about the importance of working with others and finding mentors and surrounding yourself with people who lift you up. Now, you've, you've assembled a really great team, and I want to get into 
some of the some of what you've accomplished. I mean, you started the company 13 well, it's, years yeah. ago and you've been on I mean, all kinds of you've been on uh, dives. Yeah, I've, I've with, been on the Food Network a few times. I've been yep. on diners, drive-ins and dives, diners, drive-ins and dives, takeout, diners, drive-ins and dives, nation, Triple numerous nation, episodes, right, right. guys, grocery Food games. Network. I mean, yeah, I, I'm blessed in the fact that I get to do what I love to do for a whole bunch of people. But none of these things come when I was in addiction. None of them came because I wasn't ready. And, and, and all of it encompasses this little crepe shop. And as the crepe shop has grown, I find that me and my family and the ones around me, the ones that work with me every day, they're growing as well. And we're all learning together. It's when I, at the beginning, when I was dictating everything, and I had, like you said, these expectations of you come to work, you do it my way. Here's the list. Here's the procedure. Kick bricks when you're done. That right there is what you were talking about a second ago. They, they don't have, they don't find the value in that. They're just a robot. They're just a machine. So I find the better way to do that is to say, this is how I do it. This is what I expect. My way gets it done like this. And in this amount of time, try it out. But if you have a way to do it that works better for you, please, please verbalize it. Because then they feel as if they're contributing to the business itself. And the nine times out of 10, they're right. Yeah. They're, no matter how much experience I have, they're right. They well, do it's... it every single day. I do it every now and then. It's one of those um, universal principles, right? When you can help your employees take an ownership mindset, they may not be the owner, but they view the business through the eyes of an owner. What would I do if I was the owner? How could I make it more profitable, more efficient? How can I get this customer to want to come back again and again and again? And when you can get your employees to think like that and look at the business through those kinds of eyeglasses, everything changes. I'm in a very unique position in the fact that my employees, my, my family, and truly they are just an extension of my family. If I ever had an emergency in the middle of work, I could literally grab my keys, throw them in the air and any person that works for me, grab them and they'll lock the door and be back the next morning to unlock it and I, without asking. And you drive off in your gigantic purple truck. The first thing I noticed, I got to tell you, there's two things I noticed when I first came to your place. One was your truck parked out front. It's almost a monster truck, right? Big purple branded crepe expectations. And the second thing was, you immediately greeted us. You came over and visited us. And you actually told me the story about why you close at three with your son. I was really impressed, Lou, because that says volumes about you. And it, in my opinion, it defines why you say you now have more satisfaction in your life and more quality of life than anything else. It's a, it's a, it's a simple attitude of gratitude. It's thankful 
that I get to do what I do. I could be out there humping it for somebody else again. And, and the, the truth is, is I get to live a dream. A, I get to drive my dream truck. I built it. But B, I get to do my dream job. I get to be with the people that mean the most to me. Jim's with me there. Our son Noah is, is, is with us there. He has his own business in, in, in the form of his hot sauce bottling company. Right. Which in itself, as a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, he's 11 right now, having his own business and, and a successful one at that is, is, <laughs> is a wonderful footstep. way to look at something and say, okay, five years ago, he was six and he wouldn't have wanted to be anything like me. But in the middle of COVID, a boy has an idea to, to truly make some money when everyone around him is telling him the business is going to go down because the government is shut him down or whatnot, he has the wherewithal to stop and go, okay, if we can't make money doing this, let's make some money doing that. And that right there is remaining teachable because an eight-year-old little boy just taught a 46-year-old man at the time that it wasn't the end-all, be-all terrible situation. It was an opportunity. Yeah. It was a chance. Water off a duck's back, right? Yeah. It's a chance to do something different. And that something different was to teach an eight-year-old little boy how to create an LLC, how to get a a federal EIN, how to get a state tax ID, how to work with the FTC, how to label something, how to copyright trademark, how to grow a business when everyone was telling him that this is the worst time in the world to ever open a business. That's not true. What a great experience for him. Perfect time. And, And that's with a little boy that wants to look at you years ago and not want to be anything like you to where I am today, where he looks up at me and wants to be like me, that's real growth. That's uh, real growth, I mean, not only in business, but in, in personal and in relationships as well. Yeah. And that's what the focus has been on. And that's why the business has, has won the awards. We were voted number four of the top 50 restaurants in all of Las Vegas. It's a creep shot. <laughs> and, and you get recognition like that, not because it's just a great place to sit down and eat, but it's a great place to feel at home, to feel welcome, to feel as if you're a part of it. You walk in and you see it being made in front of you. you the kitchen's wide open. You're a part of it. And, and that, you make everything from scratch, don't you, Lou? Even the we bacon. do. Even I mean, the bacon. We That's do it incredible. all. You can taste it when you taste it. You know that it's not just off a sh- off a shelf or something. But Correct. I, I, I got to interject here real quick. We're up against our our next break here, but I think the the fact that your son decided to do that and you supported him, and he's at an age where he's starting to realize, hey, this entrepreneurial life has some appeal. Maybe I want to be my own boss someday. I I just had the, a similar experience with my son. He's seventeen years old. I've tried to talk to him about business and stuff for years, right? When he was younger. And yet this last weekend I was up in Oregon visiting him and he and his friends have taken to 
going to this big music festival that happens every Wednesday night. And they now call it Wiener Wednesday because they go and they sell hot dogs and drinks and chips to all these ravers, all these, you know, these people that are listening to music. They're the only food provider at the place. And there's hundreds of people who show up and he's so excited because they'll they'll make a thousand dollars in a night. Right. (laughs) And it's fun seeing him, starting to see things through an entrepreneur's eyes and talking to me about ideas and marketing ideas and how can we cut costs. And anyway, we got to go to break, but that's a really neat experience. I can resonate a little bit with what you're saying with your, your son and, and starting to have different kinds of conversations and seeing them grow into that. And uh, you're listening more, right? You're not just doing all the talking. You're actually listening. Being present. You are kids. We're present. We remove our ego. We might actually learn something, right? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. We'll be right back, folks. We're listening to and visiting with Lou Remillard. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, Small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. So we were talking with Lou Remillard here, owner of Crepe Expectations. And during the, the break, we were talking a little bit about his experience with Guy Fieri of diners, drive-ins, and dives. And you've been you've been on his show several times. 
right? He keeps oh, yeah. coming back. I mean, you're one of his favorites, it seems, when it comes to the to the Food Network uh, competitions and and uh, I mean, he's a fan of fra- he's a fan of crepes and he's a fan of you and and the fact that you're number you were rated number four out of the top fifty restaurants in Las Vegas. I mean, this city has some of the finest restaurants in the world, some of the top chefs in the world. Does it kind of boggle your brain a little bit to think that you are that you are rubbing shoulders with these guys? You know, ego aside, just to think, look at look at what, what we've done here. All ego aside, the the truth is is that I I belong here, and and I believe that today. I have the confidence today that that I do belong here, and and I I do that, not not for the ability to cook or the ability to lead or the ability, but for all of it, it's not an individual little bit of peace. There are phenomenal chefs all over the world. There are phenomenal leaders all over the world. There are wonderful people that are willing to go the extra mile everywhere if I'm staying aware enough today to see it. And, and you were talking about Guy. He, that's exactly the kind of person that I'm, I'm looking to be. Mm-hmm. When you get at it during the COVID, that man truly gave back to the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry, mm-hmm. more than our federal government did. 100%. Now, with that, he got out of his way so that he could go out, help the first responders, raise money for, for, the, uh, for the veterans, and raise money for these individual little single-store mom-and-pop restaurants across the country. Mm-hmm. He had each individual employees of ours wrote a letter to him, and they received $500. Wow. That, that, that kind of thing is what I was talking that's about earlier. That's, the, that's the, the example that I need to see because then I see that and I see what it did for so many other people, but I also see what it did for him. And there is the strength of this is that when we get out of our own way and start helping others, start giving back to others, start doing the next right thing, it doesn't have to be an enormous feat of, of his proportion. It just starts with something small. Walking through the parking lot from Sam's buying groceries for the restaurant and look over and see somebody that has a couple of cases of water underneath of their buggy and asking if they mind that you help put it in the back of their car. Mm-hmm. Going and, and seeing a lady that was parked next to me had her hood opened and didn't know what she was doing. She just needed to change her battery, but she had no idea. Take the time, Luke. Get out of your own way. Because I have the time. I have the skill set. And the truth is, when I do that kind of thing, that kind of thing will come back. What happens if Jen's on the side of the road and somebody in a big old gigantic truck with a set of tools that has knowledge drives right on by. Well, maybe I could have prevented that if I would have stopped for the person on the side of the road too. 
I agree with that a hundred percent, Lou. Uh, you talked about attraction, the law of attraction earlier. I talk a lot about ripple effects, and I think the two come together, right? We know that when we think positive thoughts, when we serve others, when we look outward, when we remove our ego, not only do we feel better, I mean, we've all heard, you know, attitude determines our altitude, but it goes way beyond that. It does have a magnetic effect, and it attracts into our life. It draws into our path more of the same. I, I completely agree with that. I see it's it in your see it in your restaurant. And your people seem to understand that too, because they they resonate that or they emanate that every time you come in. Now, I do want to ask you before we run out of time, what's your most favorite dish or most popular dish at Crepe Expectations? I know which one mine is. I want to oh, see if it's the same. That's <laughs> funny. It's it's truly a, a question that gets asked a lot. The most popular dish is not my favorite. The most popular dish is probably the very first did on the fir- first dish I did on the triple D. It's the Sonora. It's carne asada, fresh made guacamole, mm-hmm. salsa, melted cheese, all wrapped up in a crepe, served with a little side dish of a mixed green salad or a cup of fideo soup. That's probably the most popular. That's the one my friend ordered when we went out that day. Truly, I probably. Sweet, I have a sweet tooth, so see if you can guess which one I ordered. Mm. You have a, a sweet tooth? Yeah, I went for sweet. I have had the Sonora, and it's delicious. And did you go with something like the Lemonberry Dream or something That's like that? The one, a, the one with it, the yeah. lemon custard and the, the blueberries, and oh my gosh, I thought I died and went to heaven. <laughs> it, it, you, you know, and that's the fun part about doing this that particular thing that I do is that the menu is broad enough that it literally you can find something on it that you, you'll, you'll absolutely fall in love with it. And, and that's that's what's really cool is that I have watched thousands and thousands of times people walk through the front door with that egg, negative energy that we were talking about, whether they stub their toe. Mm, ran out of gas, whatever it is, whatever it is that they got up on the wrong side of the bed, came in the door negative. And by the time they leave, they got this goofy looking grin on their face saying, Lou, I'll see you in a couple of days. You know, that right there is what this is all about. Mm. It's about not being successful in monetary gain as much as it is being successful in that spiritual gain. It's Mm -hmm. about learning that when I'm spiritually fit, when I'm mentally fit, when I'm physically fit, they all mesh together. They do. And And they expand. They get bigger. They multiply. They mushroom. They do. They grow. You talked earlier about how when you recognized the importance of looking outward and putting your family first and and having balance in your life and all these things, right? That is when your business really started taking off. And you you work, what, a fourth as hard as maybe half these restaurateurs and these chefs working 24-7 and 360, you know, and yet you have this quality of life. And yet you make as much or more than you did when you were working all those hours. Isn't that an interesting? I mean, that there's I'm sure there's a mathematician out there saying, this math just doesn't add up. Right? How does that the work? The truth is, sir, I make three times more than I ever did. Fantastic. And, and with that, it's, be, it's because I, I've decided 
that we're going to live in a in a way that when we do good stuff, we got to do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody that works for me, and this is the most important move. You got to put the oxygen mask on before you help anyone else. That's the important part. People get caught up in saying, okay, to get out of myself, I'm going to try to help somebody else. You got to have it before you can give it away. You can't give away something you don't have. So if you're trying to help someone find peace or find serenity or find certainty, when you're trying to do, you yourself have to have a little bit of that inside of you. Yeah, that's then, truly the reason that I agreed to do this interview to begin with is the fact is that I see that you have an air about you that you are proud for yourself, for the hard work that you've put into your craft to know that you belong right where you're at. And you asked me a little bit ago, am I a little overwhelmed by it? Certainly. But I have the faith in myself to know that I've put the time, I've put the effort, and I've reaped the rewards. And, and you're doing if I put the out. time and effort into something negative, guess what I'm going to get? Right. Like I said, you're duly proud. You're justifiably proud because it's not an arrogance thing. It's, it's, a not, a, it's not an ego thing today. No. I'm proud of, yes, the accomplishments of the business, but again, it's the business. The business is going to do its thing. It's going to go up and down. See, and you don't know this about me, Lou, but I grew up in a family business where we let it consume us. It took hours and hours and, you know, 20 hour weeks, my parents traveling all the time and so forth. And it wasn't until we realized that we weren't seeing each other. We weren't, we weren't spending time as a family. It wasn't until my dad actually got really ill. We spent a year in the hospital with him and realized we'd spent more time there than we had the five years before that. And when we were able to step back and in, incorporate the balance that you now have in your business and, and give things up and give, give away the ego and some of the, you know, I, I wrote a paper about it called from rags to riches and back again, but it was so valuable for us and our family. It was life changing. And I still, to this day, run my business in that way. I insist on having balance on trying to keep, you know, to, to work hard and play hard and make sure I'm available for my, my wife and available for my kids. And, you know, but I work really hard, but I also learned that lesson as a young child. I'm very grateful for, you know, if we hadn't gone through it, I wouldn't have learned it because we, we learn by failing. Right. We learn right. By, and that's by the doing. thing is that there, there in itself is, the truth behind most most of my my problem is that I was afraid to fail because I was never taught that those failures aren't negative. Those failures are the opportunity we have to grow and learn. And and the successes, we we don't learn as much from them because we did it. We've done it I over agree. and over again. A lot of times we're successful because We've done the repetitive process over and over again, and we've gotten proficient at it. Proficiency is correlated to success in, in most, most things. But right. with, with this, this is about the development of our personal selves so that we're able to help 
the others. So that we're able to set the example. Like I said, putting the oxygen mask on first. That's the reason they tell you that on the airplane is because you can't help somebody off the floor if you're the one on the floor. Right. Well, same as same as love. You have to love yourself. You have to have your own you issue can't taken be care loved. of before you can love someone you can't else. Love right? yourself. One hundred. Can't force someone to 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 be happy. You can't force someone to be in a loving relationship. They have to have it within themselves. One of the best books I've ever read was by a guy named Jeff. Um, last name is Bear. I'd, I'd have to look it up, but it's called Real Love, and um, it's fantastic. Look it up on Amazon. Last name B A E R, and it's about that topic. But where do you go from here? You got six. We've got about sixty seconds left. What's the goal for Crepe Expectations? The goal. The goal is to to continue to to follow my dream, to follow my passion, but also understand that it's mine. And I do have a younger child, and as he grows, to set the example for him, and to show him that following our dreams, and following our our drive, and following the thing that we love to do is where we find the real contentment in life. It isn't the dollar. The dollar comes, the dollar goes. This is about finding that oxygen mask for ourselves, And then the world is our oyster. He can grow and do anything he wants to. If he wants the restaurant when he's old enough, then so be it. But I'm gonna support him in anything that he chooses to do. I love that. Well, Lou, it's always a pleasure to spend some time with you. I love your restaurant. I I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for being on. I know you were on with my good friend, Ninon Devere de Rosa on her show, Ninon Speaks, just a couple of weeks ago. We both met you in the restaurant and we both said, we got to have you on our show, right? And so congratulations on your... Congratulations on your success, and uh, we wish you the very best in the weeks and months to come. I'm sure you'll keep on keep on uh, shining and shining more light in your customers' lives and lives that you touch. Here on Finding Certainty, we meet with entrepreneurs, entertainers, athletes, and others like Lou that are creating more certainty in their life and in the lives of those they touch. And you're a great example of that, Lou. So thanks for, again for being here, and I wish you the very best. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.